another lesbian episode. Oh, yeah. Pushing the gay agenda. Always pushing the gay agenda on what's going to happen. We had an episode last season called Lesbian GBTQ. You know, you can go check that out if you haven't already. But um, last time we kind of talked about the lesbian community. We kind of focused on our own experiences and veered away from the discourse aspect. This time we are getting into the discourse. Yes, we're just feeding the demons. We're the drama, we're the problem. We're the problem. And look, I ultimately do believe that discourse like can weaken the queer community and all that. I stick by what I've said before on this podcast. But at the same time, there is a place for having like identity-based discussions. And this week, this is that place. No, yeah, it's totally okay to rock the boat and discourse with your fellow lesbians every once in a while. Exactly. So today, we're not just discoursing with each other. We're actually joined by a fellow lesbian and TikToker, Bitnia. Who better to discuss lesbian discourse with than a lesbian TikToker? Exactly. Nia is super open-minded and interesting. She has a lot of hot takes. As do we. Yeah, because it wouldn't be any fun without them. So um, without further ado, I'm Evangelia. And I'm Emily. And welcome to What's Gonna Happen. So we have Bitmia here today. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself for those of our listeners who don't follow you? Although there's probably few and far between because you have a lot of followers. <laughs> I'm a TikToker, I guess. Sometimes I do little gay shit on TikTok. So what kind of stuff do you cover on your TikTok? Ooh, shit I'm mad about, typically. Oh, okay. That's kind of where my... I see you're into the outrage machine. But is it outrage when I'm right? And everyone knows I'm right. I say the same thing every day. So you um, have some hot takes. Is that... Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) According to who? TikTok. Mm. Have you gotten, like, canceled? Semi-canceled twice for similar reasons. (laughs) Let's hear it. (laughs) Um, so the first time I was with someone doing couple posting and like they were trans mass non-binary and this was like 2021, maybe 2020. So I guess the girlies weren't aware of like the nuances of non-binary lesbianism. So I was like, oh, came out as a lesbian and now I'm dating this white man. I can see how people might misinterpret that or react to that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, took it down, whatever. Peace and love. And then recently... I got canceled on Black Lesbian Twitter, which heard that hit That, home. yeah. Because well, I was like, that's cousin, like shit. Right, considering you are a Black I'm Lesbian, a black which we should <laughs> specify yes. for the list. It's going to come up. You yeah. know, I won't forget it. <laughs> but yeah, I posted like a jokey, jokey PR TikTok matching um, celebrities together. and So like who you thought were going to yeah. be like the best PR, PR couples. couples. And I made it gay, of course. And she Jelly's, forgot to make it black. I forgot to make it black. <laughs> okay. There were no two black lesbians together or black queer people together. So why why did that happen? Like, why? That's what you could ask. Honestly, you know what? I thought about it a lot because I had to do some inner reckoning. Right. Because I was like, okay. Because you, I mean, you, you covered the lesbian part, but right. maybe forgot to be intersectional. Yeah. So how does that happen, especially when you are a black lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you are in the hot seat. I guess I am. But I've thought about Clearing it a lot. Because I was like, as a black lesbian, if that video came up on my For You page, 
stage and it wasn't me, I would have had the same reaction. I don't know if I would have come for myself in the way that right. some people were coming for me. Talking about she going under the jail, but okay. Oh, no. Fair. What else were they saying? They were like, she looked like she fucked 30 white girls oh, with tapestries no. above their beds. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> They were like, she makes me embarrassed to be a part of this community. What? It was a hee-hee-ha-ha. Right. But it became like death to her. I was like, guys, Ew. one, I'm not the arbiter of like interracial dating. That's Netflix. That's not me. And they have Dunbar. Denver. I did put her in there. Did you put her in there? Right. <laughs> and like, I perpetuated the Netflix interracial lesbian right. dating propaganda and I regret it. Yeah. And that spread to Twitter? It started on Twitter. Like, um, Oh, it started on Twitter. Girlies were eating it up on TikTok and then someone right. reposted it on Twitter. That's it when it gets bad. That's yeah. when it got bad. Never yeah, go but- to a second location. <laughs> exactly. Let's stay here. Let's stay here, y'all. Like, it got 400,000 views on TikTok. Got like 1.3 million on Twitter. That's <laughs> so... Guys. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? Do you make like an apology and notes app apology? Um, Honestly, I, like, just don't think that much of myself. Like, people forgot about it in a week. I changed my hair. And, like, because I was, like, listen, I was between hairstylists. So I had my little, I had my lace front on. And I'm not a lace front girly. I'm a box braids girly. So people were, like, look at her hair, her hair, like, that's how I know. I was, like, let me just. And suddenly I'm a new bitch. Nobody remembers. Um, Um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, you're on TikTok a lot. So you see a lot of the discourse. I guess you're on Twitter, too. So um, talk to us about some of that discourse that you see online. I feel like all of that. See, me, I found myself uh, as, like, a watcher, you know? I mm-hmm. dabble. I, I, I don't interact, but I follow a lot of the, like, this very niche, like, lesbian New York mm-hmm. discourse yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time there's a problem, it's those bitches. And I can't. Everyone's like, I'm blocking, going on a blocking screen. I'm like, I need them. <laughs> this is what keeps me alive. That's why I wake up in the morning and see what they're fighting about today. But So, I, what is it? Talk to us a little bit about that. What is that that, like, brings you back to it? Like, oh, is so it just because it's interesting? Is it, like, a reality show? Yes, it's like a reality right. show. Because I'm, like, at the end of the day, every time there's a discourse, I'm like, you know what? This is actually extremely interpersonal between two people right <laughs> there is no- right i have seen people like cancel people for doing things that's like clearly about a specific thing that was an interpersonal issue between them and someone else like they'll be like oh my god i hate it when people come into my bathroom and take my sink apart piece by piece <laughs> <laughs> me and my sink's been taken apart three different times <laughs> It felt like a sub at me. That felt like you were just doing exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it was like a meta joke. Right. It was a meta I get joke. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I totally understand like that, like wanting to see the sociological aspect of discourse. Because like that's why I watch. I've been you know watching a lot of Love Island Australia recently. Isn't that funny that lesbians love that show? And it's really just show. does not throw us a bone. <laughs> I think that's exactly why lesbians love those kind of things. It's like how straight girls like drag race. Like, it's like a little peek into your world. Exactly. <laughs> it's like shiny in there. Like, ooh. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of, of that. And it's like, it becomes really apparent that it's like a sociological experiment no mm-hmm. different than the Russian sleep experiment. Exactly. Like, it really is. I'm like, they're really playing with these people's emotions. Like, yep. we have it in our heads so much that reality TV is so curated and none of it's real. But, like, on a deeper level, it is, like, so... It fucks people up in the head yeah. heavy. Remember our America's Next Top Model phase? Oh, yeah. I had, like, that heavy Jersey Shore phase where I literally spray tan and dressed like a Jersey Shore <laughs> character. Like, became delusional. That was actually one of your, like, craziest <laughs> moments. Like, when I saw you post on Instagram that you were, like, spray tanning yourself i was like 
It's getting bad. It was for the bit. I just committed <laughs> to the bit like really hard because it's just like, like it's so real, it's so raw, and it's so camp and curated and right. fake at the same time. Like that's I just love that aspect of reality TV because it matters so much. It seems, but then it doesn't matter at all. Like exactly. there's no way you can even talk about. Like I have my parasocial relationships with the reality stars, and then I leave it being like, wow, I can't talk about anything I just saw because like actually no one gives a fuck and they're not <laughs> real people. Like it's just like wasting your brain space. But I feel like discourse kind of serves that same purpose in yeah. a lot of ways. You know, exactly. <laughs> little gay people on my phone, they mad as hell. What do you think about um, the discourse around um, bisexual hetero romanticism where people are like, oh, I would fuck girls, but I would never date a girl? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Specifically speaking to that tweet that was posted that where she was like, I'm not going to cuddle you. I'm not going to like watch a TV show with you. Like, it's just pussy. Like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's relax. Because it did get. I guess into that realm where it felt a little... Well, no, it was like kind of blatantly misogynistic. I actually, my hot take is that I actually don't think it's misogyny. I actually think it's internalized homophobia or just regular homophobia. Um, because I think it's just that they don't take gay relationships as seriously as straight relationships. But bisexual men do the same thing. So I know a bisexual man and he hooks up with guys and he doesn't date them. And it's just because they don't take gay relationships seriously. So it's like, oh, I'm going to have fun and like have sex with people of the same gender, but I'm not going to date them. I feel like a lot of, like when a man says like he is gay, like that's like, okay, he's gay. But when a girl is like, I'm a lesbian, it's like, know about that and i actually was thinking about that literally yesterday about like why that is like why people who identify as gay men who literally have sex with women can like still be accepted into the gay community like well you're gay at the end of the day whereas a lesbian who's just like i am a lesbian but like sometimes i fuck men because like compet or i don't know whatever it's like no boo not lesbianism because so do you do you believe, though, that you can be a lesbian and, and have sex with men? Yeah, I do. So that <laughs> wow. is a hot take, and I don't know if I agree with that. Because <laughs> I, I. I completely understand compet, but in, in my experience and in my understanding, compet is a refusal to come to terms with your own lesbianism. It is, like, rooted out of internalized homophobia. If you're at that journey within your sexuality, then you're not decentering men in the way that lesbianism kind of requires. Well, I also think that, like, I feel like you can think to yourself, maybe I'm a lesbian, but I'm not sure if you're having sex with men. But if you're at the point where you're claiming the label of lesbian, you can't be having sex with men. Right. I think there's a lot of reasons people have sex. I'm an ex who's a sex worker, and she's a lesbian. Oh, well, that's, that's different. different. That- you're not doing it because in your free time you're pursuing men because some part of you enjoys that. It's because you're doing it in, like, a work environment. But I think that same mentality applies where it's, like, you're not interested in men, but, like... I, me personally, when I'm going to have casual sex, I don't because I can't. And I get attached and I'm like, ooh, da-da-da-da, like, talking phase, like, in my head, dreamland. And, like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I've been to a place where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a Tinder. I'm going to, like, fuck a man. And I'm just going to have sex because I, like, want to have sex. And, like, does it ever go well for me? Absolutely not. So it's like so hungry, I could eat a horse. <laughs> no. So horny, I could fuck a man. Because it's like I'm not even horny. Usually it's just like I'm going through something. I'm like, I just want to feel wanted. Although honestly, back when I was single and back when I was questioning my lesbianism, I would set my Tinder settings to men and women so I could get matches and that would give me the validation. But I would never actually be able to go through with having sex. Hmm. Yeah. So is there a difference? Like, the validation from just getting matches isn't not enough? Um, 
I think I, I'm not process thought, but like I think that might be the same sentiment. Like it's just like I think it, for me, it was about more the the power. I want to feel wanted, even if I don't want you at all. And I guess even in these instances, like I know I'm a lesbian because I check like at intervals. <laughs> like I'm like here's my you know biannual lesbian check, and then I traumatize myself for like self harm, and then I'm like fuck. No, no privilege, still lesbian. Why are you comfortable, like, identifying as a lesbian, but you still feel the need to check in on yourself for that? I mean, I'm not going to do it again. Like, that last time was the last time, because he really mm. was like, girl, like, I can't do this. Right. And I was like, okay, so I'm, like, actually, like, making men uncomfortable doing this. Like, sorry. Can I ask, like, why, why do you still have combat? Like, after having existed within the lesbian community and, like, you know... It's because we're annoying, isn't it? <laughs> I can totally understand if that's the reason. Mm -mm. Why do I still have compet? Yeah. I mean... Hmm. Because, like, I am not, like, a representative of the lesbian community. Like, I am a person, and, like, compet is, like, not a 100-meter race. Like, it's, like, a, it's got some hills and some sidesteps and whatnot. And, like, I don't know, like, my experiences with it, and, like, it's infrequent, but it did happen, like, last summer. Because this was right after the psych. So, like, who really knows what I was thinking? <laughs> Like, don't charge me all. But, like, I know, I know I'm not going to enjoy it. And it's not why I'm doing it, you know? It's, like, I'm not doing it because I want to have se sex with a man because I think I'll enjoy having sex with a man. And I don't enjoy having sex with a man. Like, there's something else there. All right, so what is it? So what is it? <laughs> when these instances have happened, like, I'm in a place where I'm like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm just going to be free and, like, slay. And, like, so, but doesn't, be a but why doesn't it feel free to just be a lesbian is my question. Because I've heard it that a lot. hard and tumultuous and painful and, like, right. get my heart broken and I cry. And, like, I can just, like... Honestly, it feels really empowering to, like, treat men like shit a little bit, like, a little bit. But is it like, treating them like shit when you are fucking them? No, but, like... Or do you end up feeling like shit? Maybe I'm just a pussy in a simp. But, like, I, like, I've honestly been trying to ghost this girl for, like, three months, and I'm just like, yeah, well, like, we'll go to the woods next no, week. No, I get it, I get it. It's hard. Yeah, I understand. And maybe that's the resentment. Like, maybe I want things to be easier as a lesbian, I want, or I don't want things to feel so intense. I understand and, like, that, like, because I remember when I was questioning my lesbianism, um, like, I definitely felt that. I felt like being a lesbian was, like, the road less traveled. It feels like the harder mm, way yeah. to go. Do you think that you guys have, like, be being femme lesbians, that's, like, a different experience? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I can see kind of where you're coming from, but I don't relate at all. Like, yeah. it's something I related to more when I was, like, a femme bisexual, like, person. So, like, do you think that because when you're femme, like, you're forced to question that or, le like, legitimize it more or something? Yeah, that's very real. I can say that I had to come to the realization that you can be feminine and a lesbian, like, on my own. Like, no matter how many times I heard it from other people, I was like, no. <laughs> the feminine lesbians aren't in the room with us right now. I actually don't really feel that way now. Like, I've been in a relationship with a woman for a year, and, like, I'm very secure in my lesbianism. I don't feel that way. That it's the harder path. I went back and forth for a while, being femme and just, like, dating, like, trans people before I understood like gender nuances and like being like am I lesbian like how does this impact my identity like made me question the whole like spectrum in and of itself and I was like maybe I am bisexual and I just don't know and I think you know not being visibly queer like lends itself to that insecurity hmm. that makes sense and I think a lot of that comes from 
like the fact that men don't believe there could be legitimacy if there's not like a masculine presenting person. Like I think men even respect butch femme relationships in a mm-hmm. way that they don't respect femme femme, femme, femme relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Not let's talk about the femme for femme struggle. Oh, <laughs> someone free them. <laughs> free the femme. Maybe this is a hot take. Maybe this is a hot take. But like the the high femmes like like. Uh, what's cottage course? The cottage yeah. core girlies are fascists. <laughs> they just don't know it, but like there's something in them. There's something in that aesthetic that's very fascist. No, real. <laughs> like, no. Now that you said it, I'm like, where'd you get that from? Mm-hmm. No, it's the same stuff. Like, it's the same stuff. Like, I would love to play a game where you, like, take the words out and just, like, guess, is this a cottagecore aesthetic post or is this fascist propaganda? And I'm sure it would be difficult. <laughs> there's like a. But like, so cut it off. Anything. <laughs> it's crazy. But like, I just the cottagecore lesbians who are like, you know, like, are you talking about the ones that are like, we're just gonna like paint our nails and like drink tea? Oh well, we could get into that. Yeah. If I go on one more fucking picnic, God, <laughs> no, I'm done. But like the, they kind of. I feel like there's some girlies who infantilize or romanticize the butch experience. If there is something. <laughs> Light about it, not the butch femme comment, but like the the like my butch and like I just want to hold them in my arms and protect them from the world and you know put them in my womb and dress them in little daisies. I'm like, let's relax. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I mean, but we see the my man, my man complex in all kinds of different like, and it was straight, <laughs> gay, white, black. But they're not even talking about their man. Like, like they're talking yeah. about the community as a whole. It's also just like be a femme who like you know, opens the door for your butch and, like, buys them flowers. <laughs> I actually, I am, I support that. I think butches get more of hate than femmes, I think. They do. Is. They so absolutely, 100% they do. If your intention is to, like, uplift the butch community, then just ride. Just ride. Like, do the research and, like, speak to the issues and, like, represent and, like, be an ally, you know? So what, yeah, so what aren't these girls doing, you I, think? They're speaking to the community when I think... They need to be looking inward. No, like, I partner because I'm like this does not represent all butches like I also I feel like it's very skewed towards white butches and like kind of there isn't necessarily context for studs it's all like this is just your personal relationship like this does not right. have to be I an see. open oh, okay. statement and I think that bleeds into the touch me not discourse mm. a little too because yes. it's, it's like that you know Oh, like, you should be the one to make butch girls take off their sports bra or whatever it is. Mm. And sometimes that can lead to, like, boundary crossing and, like, yeah. you know, people actually forgetting to respect what the archetypes of butch and femme are because they're, they're gendered yes. roles and they're chosen for that reason. And, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean there isn't way more nuance to it, but that is part of the appeal of it. So, yeah, so actually, like, it's interesting. You're saying, like, don't advocate for breaking the conventions of the butch femme dynamic because you want to protect, like, a very specific kind of, like, soft white mask kind of yeah and just also don't act like those sentiments are overarching as much as we want to pretend and this is another thing this is another hot take as much as we want to pretend like the lesbian community like gets together every month and sits in a circle and we play games and sing kumbaya like we are strangers this is the internet we all have individual relationships with queerness back by our individual lives as individuals so it's like they these generalization posts like make me like yeah, I guess it comes from that, like, when you're on the internet and you have a platform, it becomes very easy to moralize and turn a personal 
preference into a moral standing. A moral standing. Yeah, that's my point. Right. Okay. I think, yeah, avoiding generalization and like, you know, making these big commands and blanket statements is detrimental in a lot of ways. Is that why you think there is so much controversy about what the definition of lesbian is? Do you think that there is a definition of lesbianism that like should be understood? I don't think lesbianism is real. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't whoa. think sexuality is real. Sexuality is not fucking real. Gender isn't real. I use words that are understood by people to understand an experience and like what I'm getting at. So, but okay, it's a, it's a word that re- represents an experience, right? Yeah. And it provides like a language that can be used by a subsect of people who were kind of stripped the ability to speak freely. Right. That's like what I see the benefit of labels are and the yeah, benefit yeah, yeah. of like, you know, we want to know who other lesbians are. I, I think there's benefit in labels. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So if so yeah, so if you think there's a benefit in labels, but at the same time you're like the sexuality doesn't exist. Like Well it's more like it's fluid rather than it doesn't exist. I mean I've them. had guys mm. say like, well yeah, I know you're gay but sexuality's fluid. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like try to oh, take that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess I'm talking within like, like a floating rock context. Like, you know, like, like I feel like once you start deconstructing gender, like sexuality begins to crumble. And like, I'm not trying to use that to debate the fact that like labels are important. I'm a lesbian. I'm gonna keep using the word lesbian. Like this is like I fuck with this shit because I've aligned myself with it. And within the society we live in, that's how I'd like to be understood. Mm-hmm. But like I also acknowledge the fact that like gender is like obviously a social construct. And like when you look at a masked person, you don't know if they're a trans man, a trans mask. A bush lesbian, you don't know their pronouns, you don't know how they identify, and like what makes you attracted to someone intrinsically, you know? Especially when you start exploring like gender presentation, you know? Because lesbianism isn't being attracted to femininity necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. And like, like, it's just all kinds of fucked up. It's like, what really is it, you know? What's your personal definition? definition. Like, yeah, like not, you don't necessarily need to believe that everyone needs to abide by right. one. But what, is, what does it mean to you? Um, it's just a non-traditional relationship model that exists on the fringes of womanhood or, or, yeah, I think I'm comfortable saying womanhood. I mean, yeah, I guess the definition I go with is non-men loving non-men, but I don't like how that definition centers men. Yeah, that's I don't like that definition yeah, either. Same. Yeah, um, same. I wish there was a better way to include non-binary people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, is it about having an unconventional yeah. relationship? But, like, that is just queerness, isn't isn't it? So what's the difference between, like, being well, queer and being the, lesbian? On the fringes of womanhood, that's why I specify, because, But like, not every, not all the non-binary people, like, necessarily identify with womanhood. I don't know, I honestly, when I think of lesbianism, I think of just, like, fucking Sappho. And just, like... She was bisexual. <gasps> what? Yeah. <gasps> Joan Jett was, too. Yeah, unfortunately. The same, yeah, same heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, it's on the same level. Sappho... No. I mean, look, maybe she, like, she just wrote about men and women and she had a husband, so. I guess, honestly, I don't even have a definition at this point. I guess it's just, like, when you're attracted to women and non-binary people. But to me, that's not even, like, I just see it as, like, a relationship that doesn't speak to, like, traditional heteronormative ideals. But I understand that also gay men is that same thing. So I don't know how else to, like, articulate it, you know? Yeah, 
like inclusive past the point of recognition. Right. Like <laughs> yes, yes, it's cyclical. Like to me, lesbianism transcends sexuality. Like that's why I think it's easy for me to put it in maybe a more rigid box because it to me it also encapsulates like just the decentering of men completely, you know? Mm. And like maybe lesbianism is when you decenter men. I don't know. I know what works for me and what I see for myself, mm. but like, you know, that can mean something different to everybody, I guess. I think the danger lies in when people like kind of spread the rhetoric that you can sleep with men and be a lesbian and that it is fluid because like you said even earlier you were like I'm not a representative of the lesbian community. I'm just a person going through my own experience. And I think it's really important to make that clear when if you say things like you can be a lesbian and, and have sex with men. Yeah. Because like men literally see those videos or are like, see, yeah, you can. Like it's it is fluid. I've met multiple dudes who all say, Oh no, but I see them talk about it all the time. It's like it is a fluid thing. You know, like it mm-hmm. is something that kind of invites this kind of like lack of safety within our community when I think historically lesbianism has been so much about like protecting other women from getting harassed by men and getting invalidated by men. Well, what I'd like to say, I don't know how I feel about the whole sexuality is fluid thing. Like that was not my soapbox in terms of like being a lesbian and like having sex with men. But in terms of the argument, and I think this comes up, oh, I'm going to say the word, y'all. Y'all would be so, (laughs) I'm going to say it. This comes up in the bi-lesbian discourse. Yeah, oh my God. We've already, like, sad <laughs> That's not a real thing. <laughs> agreed, agreed. But, like, I think to make, to play devil's advocate for the bisexual lesbians, I think that a lot of these discussions happen in exclusively queer circles, and we, and, like, honestly, hearing you guys have, like, tangible real-world experiences with it, like, does change my perspective a little bit, but I think a lot of times we can demonize people experiencing a different understanding of sexuality to us. But when it's happening within an echo chamber, I think it can villainize people within our own community without focusing on the fact that the men are the problem. Like, bisexual lesbians existing is not going to make, like, men, like, respect us less or more. Like, at the end of the day, like, they already are going to think it. (laughs) Like, the men already have made up their minds about us. And, like, us being, like, you can't identify that way to protect the rest of us, like, doesn't change the the patriarchy. It's not going to change the problem, which is the men. And then we just start ganging up on people we probably wouldn't fuck with in the community, but other queer people. But then, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, when you, say, you say demonize, right? And that makes it sound like it's, like, this whole thing. But from what I've heard, it's mostly being, like, well, no, you just can't use that label. Like, it's not, like, you are a bad person. And, like, even if some people may take it to the next level, like, of course that happens. Nah. But that's just going to happen no matter what. But, like, you know, I think what I see mostly is, like, you know, you're, if you're bisexual, you're not also a lesbian. It right. just doesn't make any sense. Like, sexual lesbians say, like, you know, well, we're so villainized and you guys don't let us in your club because, mm. you, th- you know, whatever. And it's just, like, it, I think it perpetuates this narrative that lesbians are like mean and like mm. oh they just want like everything to themselves when in reality it's like if you're if you are dating and sleeping with men you're just not not a lesbian like right. you know you're you and your like cis straight boyfriend are not a lesbian couple right. because you're, Be you like women Wait, too do people say that? you know oh yeah people <laughs> say that you know crazy. and that's like just you know it just it's not the same experience it's just not the right word there is like a beauty and a history and a community behind those words and like, you can be, like, an ally to the community. You can have a bunch of lesbian friends. But if you are not experiencing a lesbian experience, if you're benefiting from the privileges of existing and being perceived in a straight relationship, you know, like, 
Like, me and my girlfriend will get called names walking down the street. Right. But if you are with your boyfriend, you're not going to get that same treatment. So, like, are you able to, you know, connect with that community? I think that's really where the gatekeeping happens. They always, like, say, like, oh, lesbians are such gatekeepers. But I do think when you enter the real world and it's like we're trying to connect and talk about these, like, experiences... You know, there's a unifying where there's words, there's labels for a reason. For a reason, yeah. And like, I definitely hear that, and I think it's completely valid to like be like you using a word I use, and you do not live life like how I live, and I'm not gonna fuck with that. And like, and maybe you guys will change my mind on this a little bit, but like, I'm not sold on the idea that like identifying that way necessarily perpetuates harm. But I think it's mm-hmm. completely valid to be like, I don't fuck with you using the word. I don't fuck with them using the word. <laughs> right. But I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna act like it's a moral standpoint. Like it's, it's right. like, honestly, and maybe, maybe this is all I do. <laughs> but like by lesbians, by lesbian discourse in particular, kind of gives me different context, but like neo-pronoun discourse energy. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in the sense of like, oh, you're embarrassing us. I don't want to be perceived <laughs> with you guys. Like we are not the same. You can't like do our thing. When it's just like, they like the patron, the cis heads, they don't want any of us. Like, <laughs> you know? Right. There's right. nothing worse than being slightly embarrassed. <laughs> that's so true. I no, and I agree, and that's why we kind of denounce discourse in general, and that's why it's like it's fun to watch from that reality TV show thing. But at the right. end of the day, it, unity is way more important. I think it's just asking people who benefit from the privileges of the patriarchy and yes. of cishet people to reflect on that and then see where they stand correctly. Do you know what I 100%. mean? It would be it's it's like if any person who has one foot in both experiences tries to claim, claim one of them. Yeah. over the other one. It's like you're just not looking at your truth. I, if you have your own internalized homophobia, I think you should look at that. Or if you want to claim you're fully gay when you're not, you have to look at that too. Like Either way, if you're going to have a strong community, we need to be like finding where we stand in that so that we don't like step on people's toes. Right. Because I think a big reason why, you know, lesbians are responding to the bisexual lesbians making all of these points about it is because they're taking up space that could be used to talk about things that are way more important. We need to just make being straight subversive somehow so that people stop normal trying core, to, Normal core, normal girl aesthetic is going to be like, gay. go back to being straight, like, go back to being <laughs> Christian, yeah. like, just, like, return. Return to tradition? Yeah, return to tradition. That's, that's our take. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Hot take, be straight and Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what, like, conservatives act like, is that it's, like, really punk rock and rebellious so true. to be straight and Christian. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, when and where do you feel most connected to your lesbianism? The woods Wednesday. <laughs> the woods on a Wednesday? <laughs> the woods oh, on a Wednesday. Man. I'm sick in the head. I'm sick in the head. <laughs> oh, no. No. I love the woods Wednesday. Oh, that's such a red flag. No, because here's why. <laughs> like, I... I'm a Libra. <laughs> oh my God, that explains everything. No, you're not a Libra. That explains everything. I'm just GM looking at us both like, uh. Also a Libra. Really? Wait, when's your birthday? October 16th. Eight. Oh, cute. So scary. Two Scorpios, two Libras. This is like terrifying. Yes, The discourse is discoursing. But I, honestly, and hopefully this changes, but my experience and like I guess like coming out of my shell in the lesbian community really took foot in the Woods Wednesday so the point where I was like I need to leave New York because I just know too many people and then they were just Mm -hmm. like stop going to the woods like (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I guess that is part of why you would feel the most connected to your lesbianism because you're just, the community is, is there. Is the there. I'm like, they're sleeping with them now. Like, <laughs> DJ is doing this, da, 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 da. And it makes me feel like a part of something. Yeah, tangible. I mean, I know you were kind of talking earlier about how that can be extremely exhausting and the reason yes. why you have to take your, you know, annual checks to make sure that you <laughs> like, I don't do this anymore. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I do also think it's what makes it so fun. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Like, there's this whole little world that exists of, like, interconnectedness that just, like, can't really exist in a in any other communities besides queer communities. 100%. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to feel connected to your lesbian. I mean, I think it's a funny, silly place. (laughs) But it is true. And, like, I mean, I guess, you know, this kind of connects to what we were talking about earlier, but, like, you know, a lot of these spaces are not as friendly to POC lesbians or just don't have as as much representation. So, like, how do you feel as a black lesbian in these spaces? Because there's one thing to feel connected to your lesbianism, but when it's not intersectional, do you struggle with that? Honestly, me personally, me personally. I grew up in a predominantly white town. I've gone to eyes my entire life. Like, I'm always in my mode. I'm always on the defense. I'm always ready to... I'm always prepared for like what comes with being in predominantly white spaces. Like at this point, like it's it's autopilot. And there is, you know, a sense of like never being at ease in that. And power and peace to the black lesbians that is not true for. And like, please put me onto the bars where that is not the uh, role I have to take on and mm-hmm. space I have to mentally be in to do it. But I got real good at it, essentially, (laughs) you know, Uh, especially when I have, like, prioritized being in lesbian spaces so much and prioritized, like, being a part of the community (laughs) and the web. Um, It's something that, you know, happens. And when there is incidents and, like, you know, bias that peaks out, you know, (laughs) like, I just have I just have a strong, like, black queer support group. What we're like, we're gonna not do this tonight, and then we'll see you guys next week. Do you find yourself often in a position where you are like made aware of your race? You are forced to educate people in certain ways. Yes. Oh my god. At Pride in twenty twenty one, I went to Henrietta Hudson's for their first mistake. Thing. First mistake. First <laughs> fucking mistake. No. Yeah. Don't go to Henrietta's on Pride. Mm-hmm. The smell. The stench, the stench, stench. <laughs> We're leaving, and it's all my friend group. I'm the only black person in the friends. I'm not friends with these people no more. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, we're leaving, and these two, I mind you, I'm, I'm like 20, maybe 19. I, we're leaving, these two white lesbians approach this couple. We're chatting them up. They're like, I'm a doctor, I'm a dentist, da 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 da. da. And then they come to me, and I don't even know, but we end up, she ends up telling me, she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Four. <laughs> right? Whoa. And I was like, what? And I ended up deciding to be like, girl, just buy a book. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, can we go? Like, it was weird. Or buy her a drink. Like, at least, like, do no, something exactly. tangible. And the fact that she was, like, 28 and in the medical field, like, I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. That's like, very, like... It's like that kind of... I've Doing seen, the land acknowledgement before I botch my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, white guilt is insidious and very bizarre and just kind of puts, like, you in an awkward position. Mm-hmm. To, you shouldn't have to be when you're, like, out with your friends drinking, hanging out at Henrietta's. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, you have, like, a black support system. Like, you mm-hmm. make friends with other POC people. But, I mean, is it a matter of, I guess, like, kind of trying to find those spaces? and? Yeah, definitely. And I don't think... Honestly, many of those spaces exist and little things are popping up like horchata, like stuff like that is is trying to happen, which I appreciate. But I think a lot of it is going to the spaces and finding each other and mm-hmm. like making a little bubble and then just having more fun than the white people outside the bubble. There you go. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> So that's great. Thank you so much. I mean, I, all of this has been like super interesting. Is there like uh, any place you want people to like reach out to you have tiktok and yeah if you want to yell at me i'm at bitney come for me (laughs) yeah everyone can challenge all of our beliefs at what's gonna happen pod or on twitter at wgh pod and don't forget to subscribe to the patreon and from the woods on a wednesday this has been what's gonna happen (laughs)